From the backs of your knees will not be I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Communications Compounded. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. Our general manager is anonymous. Okay. <laughs> this is what I wanted to do. Right off the bat. Marshall, who do you think it is? I've already got my ideas. What's your guess? Come on. You Give me a name. You want yes. me to put it out? Yeah, that's why right I ask. Now? Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Okay, yeah. Michael, who do you think it is? Is Nancy Reagan still alive? <laughs> Sean, who do you think it is? I still think it. I also think it's Mike Pence. I watch Game of Thrones. I know a move for the throne when I see one. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. The mysterious executive producer, Hanson. Do you have a guess? Who do you think it is? President Donald Trump. Ah, yes. Self-inflicted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, that's a theory. <laughs> Seven-dimensional chess. What's his name? Baron. That's who it was. Baron the boy? Trump. No, the, uh, the, the fake oh, name. Oh, John Barron. John, John Barron. Oh. It was John Barron. <laughs> right. And, and Joe's guess. Uh, somebody you've never heard of. Somebody you've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, name you've never heard if of. If you're not That's hip to the, the story, the New York Times. Alex Bobbick, it could be him. <laughs> Obama. The New York Times. <laughs> For the first time in its history, as far as we know, because nobody cares enough to check, has published an anonymous editorial by a senior Trump official. Don't know if that means an old official, like over 65, or a highly placed official. Maybe he's senior in high school. We don't know that either. But an anonymous Editorial blasting the president. You think it'll be someone we never heard of? Uh, that is my suspicion. But I, I low level of confidence. I saw a little post on Times Violence on uh, Brian Williams last night because they're they're real rivals, especially in the uh, taken on Trump world, the never Trump world, the resistance, really in the resistance. The post in the Times of yes. So a couple of post people saying, yeah, if the New York, if this turns out to be a name that people don't recognize, isn't really that highly placed. The Times is really going to take a hit. That's what the Washington Post reporters said. Mm. Which I think that would... Meow. Yeah, well, it would, though. If, 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 if it's a name you don't immediately recognize, they have to say he's the assistant deputy director. Right. 
right. the, the Department of Horticulture. I'm going to say, what? <laughs> I happen to hear a guy on my way in who was a senior special assistant to the president. That was his title. And he said, trust me, there are all sorts of meetings that I was not senior enough to go to. I wasn't that. I, there are a lot of people who have incredibly impressive sounding titles who aren't really that impressive. But who knows? But it had, might be Pence. We had two Pence guesses, yeah. That'd be something. The vice president of the United yeah. States. Wow. Anyway, we'll be talking about that more obviously. We got some guests and everything. Pence is actually ooching around the White House with a cape with it over his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He slinks around corners, looks both ways, darts behind the couch. Exactly. <laughs> As he scampers across the hallway. <laughs> uh, let's introduce, introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I'm hoping it turns out to be like a housekeeper or a White House intern. <laughs> You know, and they just want to say the New York Times, and it turns out this is all fake. I like Hanson's guest, John Barron. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, the senior, I'm a highly placed official, and uh, believe me, believe me. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, I, while I'm, my wager is heavily on Mike Pence, I'm hedging my bet with a, a kind of a parlay of Javanka. Uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump being the authors of it as well. Ermagerd. Javanka. Um, uh, $40 million is approximately what Nike has earned in kind of free advertising from their uh, Colin Kaepernick God, yeah. uh, decision that since all? it was announced. Is that all? I think it's a low number. I'm surprised it's more like a half a billion. Uh, I've heard Nike G's 50 times a day, at least in the last three days. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, Marshall but Phillips. you're always pitching the whole, uh, the idea that as long as they get your name right, it's good. Thing is stupid. Because sometimes it's bad. Sometimes publicity is bad. You know what somebody reminded me of last night I'd forgotten? Is the Colin Kaepernick wearing the pig socks. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was pretty over the top. Mm. That was pretty over the top. Yeah. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well, and after all of these years working on this show, I just wanted to take note that Armstrong and Getty have been the lodestar in providing <laughs> unique information and acting as the conscience of the nation. So is that your, why you're, you're guessing Pence? That's one word. Right, that is a theory out there that that's a word. a word that uh, Vice President Pence uses regularly is lodestar. It's a word... I've never, this is the first, I just said it, that's the first time I've ever right, said it. Right, But he uses it like in, regularly in his figure yeah, of speech. Oh, very arcane. Very and uh, arcane. yeah, not a common word no. you hear, but here's something I didn't know. So uh, one of your WAPO reporters on MSNBC last night, who's the guy, he's the big rock star, lost a bunch of weight as soon as he became, uh, he won't come on our show. Balls. Oh, no, I'll think of his young guy. Mm. Uh, I'll think of his name. Uh, or Costa. So this Costa guy, who uh, he's young and he's become a huge deal for the WAPO in the last year. And the most interesting thing to me is that he was a round-faced guy and now he's f- scary skinny because he started getting on TV all the time and Excellent. got famous and saw himself on TV and like all people, then he had to get scary skinny. <laughs> now, was he was he a kind of a big guy or did he just have round-faced disease? He was just normal looking, I okay. think. But okay. if you're normal looking and you're on TV, you look fat. You have to get skinny. But right. anyway, he said... He said, those of us in journalism all know that when people go anonymous, it's common to pick words that are commonly used by others to uh-huh. try to throw people off the track. Oh, the double thought, reverse. Yeah. Really? That's a common thing? I have contemplated writing various uh, things down, and I'll leave it there. Uh, and I have been conscious 
to make sure I don't use phrases that I typically use, and people might realize, wait a minute, Getty's always thrown around that phrase. Right. Um, so, yeah, and, but, uh, but the, the double reverse, well, that's and, great. And for a reporter to say yeah. it's just well-known among us reporters. We all know that, that, that if you're going anonymous, you throw in words from other people to try to... Just, there you go. Thought, wow, that's a common thing to do. Wow. So that so the choosing Lodestar might have been a complete one of those. Right. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I think it's Kellyanne Conway. 100% sure it's her. <laughs> Smoke screen. I'll tell you, as I was reading the first half of it, Good. I was hearing General Kelly's voice. But I would hope he's the kind of guy that wouldn't do this. He would step in front of a microphone and do it and answer questions well, if he was going to be the guy who did it. But, all right. We're at the point. we got to decide. Right, are we getting right. into this no, or are we not no, getting into this? We should this? not. All right. We've already we'll get into it. it later. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Where's my phone? Uh, this is Thursday, <clears throat> September 6th, the year 2018. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. It's kind of the lodestar. And without regard to tradition and incompetence and, and lashing out angrily, which is kind of our trademark, uh, let's uh, do it at Mark. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election, huh? to sway the election. What's she saying? I can't understand her. What? Steal the election. That is why censoring and shadow banning. I don't have it at hand. 12 at hand, 15, 7 at hand, 20 dollar, 2 at hand, 5, 7 at hand, 30. Yep, 30 dollar down here, 2 at hand, 5, 35, 7 at hand, 40. Yep, 40 dollar, 2 at hand, 5, 5, 45, 7 at hand, 50. Yep, 50 dollar down here, 2 at hand, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, Wacka do Louisiana. Who used to be an auctioneer and used <laughs> that to silence a protester. Well, howdy, that sure wasn't the Kavanaugh hearing where they, it was a game of whack-a-mole. Protester would jump up and say, We need a... And they'd be out. They'd be gone. They'd be yanked. They'd probably taken to the secret dungeon under the uh, the foundation of the Capitol. Man, they were efficient getting them out. Well, boy, it happened over and over again. Yeah. People getting up yelling something you couldn't understand. <laughs> And dragged out. What are other headlines, Marshall? Viva la resistance from within a DC who done it unfolding in front of our eyes and ears. Here's your here's your preview of Joe Getty's take. If it's legit, if it's sincere, it's stupid. <laughs> it's just a terrible idea. Day three of the Kavanaugh nomination dance today, and Kaepernick's Just Do It Nike ad debuts tonight. We have a taste. Oh, Coming really? Up. During the uh, opening of. The yeah, NFL, well. which they put on a Thursday night, which yeah. shows that they're dying. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. A little of this, a little of that. Uh, wisdom, humor. Yeah, one thing about the Trump administration, there's always some new episode, you right. know, something to talk about, for ah. better or worse. Yeah. Worse! <laughs> Clearly worse! <laughs> ah, John Barron, nice job. Way to be the lodestar. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Couple of texts. It's so obviously Jeff Sessions. That's a good name to throw around, too. I mean, he is getting blasted. Oh, wait a minute. If you're trying to figure out the timing, which is, you know, one of the questions, why yesterday and not a year ago or a month ago or a month from now? I mean, why yesterday? 
Jeff Sessions, the timing would make a little bit of sense. You're here. accusing Jeff Sessions? How, How dare you? you. <laughs> a book just came out in which it says you called me retarded in a meeting in front of people. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. That's, uh, that's unnecessarily harsh. Mailbag. Well, Parson, there's some interesting phrases and words in there really make you think what's going on, if it's real, which is always a question. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's a real something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's historic <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's uh, organizing mailbags. Some really good stuff. Funny, insightful from you folks. And you can email us at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's the email address. <clears throat> But as I'm assembling it, there's the, the mirth and, and brilliance I was just uh, mentioning about the hair on fire stories and scandals of yesterday, which are entirely distinct from the hair on fire scandals and stories of the previous day, which are now rendered utterly, uh, you know, irrelevant. This is bigger than most, though. Is it? Yes. Or <laughs> is it? It is. Your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Ben the Libertarian, George Orwell in 1984. Although I've heard it disputed, this phrase does not exactly appear in the book. He hints at it, but it doesn't matter. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. It is true. Keep it in mind. I saw an Orwell quote yesterday. I really liked it. I'd either not seen it or forgotten it. I'll come up with it. Uh, there's a lot of good Orwell stuff. Be a rebel. Here it, here's That's what it I say. Go ahead. Here, this is an Orwell quote, and this is what I work at every day. And it's to see what is in front of one's nose needs a constant struggle, and it's true. Mm. It's 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 hard to just look at things and take them for the truth, right? Well, and, and not be led one way or another by your own wants, uh, the noise, whatever, or ideology, or ideology, yeah. desire to see one thing or uh-huh. another. Anyway, we could go off on that tangent, but uh, I'm sure we will again in the future. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Sign me, uh, whatever, it's Andy. Guys, uh, the mentally challenged senator said of protesters at the Kavanaugh hearing, this is the sound of democracy. We aren't a democracy. We should never let political parties name themselves after political systems. Even uh, democracies usually have an orderly voting system rather than a shouting-based system. Then he makes a great point. Um... He bought some Nikes few uh, to burn a few weeks ago. No, to put on his feet. But then burn shoes. Them. Uh, I'm not interested in supporting an America sucks narrative anymore, though. A reminder to idiots burning Nike gear. This creates demand. If you want to hurt them, drop your Nike gear off at a thrift store so people can buy it cheap, driving down down demand for new expensive stuff. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Um, Are online people going to know that I'm mad, though, if I just drop it true. off at a thrift store? That's yeah. true. How will people know about my virtue? Isn't there a way to stop those protesters from getting into the Supreme Court hearing? Not really. Why not? Because you look protestery isn't uh, Why are they the appropriate reason to exclude them. signs. Open to the public? Can we just have closed-door meetings? Yeah, does like, it have, have to be open to the there. public? Is there any reason to be open to the public when it's on television? Uh, interesting. I was going to say, well, transparency, obviously, but um, I don't know. You could make the argument that uh, real human beings in the room could keep it from being manipulated. Both on the parties TV. would have to be in on it and all the press and everybody else. True that. 
That seems unlikely. I just, I just think it, it's, it's stopping a process which needs to happen, even though we've been talking about how stupid the process is. Yes, yes, we need to protect the stupid, stupid <laughs> process. I'm just anti-live <laughs> studio audience in general. That's true. Talk that. shows, That's everything, debates, get them out of there. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Hey, big freedom and simple Jack. You asked where the craziness of the Supreme Court nominations can go from here. I think the answer is obvious. Uh, since nobody on another party has uh, accepted the justice of the other uh, president, etc., for a long time since Bush. Um, let's see. Even if Trump's reelected, I can imagine a seat staying vacant for years if the Democrats take over the House. That was my guess Senate. this time around, that we may never have another Supreme Court justice. <laughs> and then I'm sure the Republicans will pull the same stunt on the Democrat president. Uh, so look forward to even more politicization of the court. Anyway, K-O-B-I-L-T-B-S. Keep on believe, believing in listening to both sides. E-double-I-M-S. Even if it means sacrificing that picking one side money. So Kevin from Placerville, California. Right. I'm, I'm up for cashing in. I want to go one-sided. Did I say that on I'm the air? I'm going to flip a coin to decide which one. I don't know if I said it on the air or not. Did I say that on the air? I think you did. Okay. I think so. Because I, I thought over the weekend, I thought, you know, if we had decided to do the whole pick a side and go with it 100%. My side's always right. Always. Like a lot of cable Flawless. news. Flawless. Like a lot of cable news and, and radio talk shows. I think we'd each have our own private planes. Because mm. <laughs> we'd be a funny version of that, I think. Yes. Very, very I think very there'd wealthy. be a lot of money in that. Right. Right. But no, I decided to do this instead. Idiot. I'm wearing shoes with holes in the bottom. Right. Right. Going to the fridge to find stuff that's moldy that people won't miss and eating that for lunch. Exactly. That's his, he's known for that. I remember back when you'd finish people's drinks in bars, even if they had cigarette butts in it. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, Big Freedom and Big Red, if the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing goes as you say, uh, senators droning on with their questions, having him answer when they're done. I hope he answers in the following uh, manner after the uh, grandstanding questions. Uh, Senator, the answers to your questions are yes, no, yes with conditions, maybe depending on the moon phase and 43. It's too much to ask for, but we can always hope. So Robert in sunny San Diego. So Kavanaugh, we probably got a montage we can give you, but Kavanaugh giving the answer all day long. Well, in keeping with precedents of previous Supreme Court justices, right. I won't answer that question. And he did that like 50 times yesterday, but he will now be the ninth of nine that have done that. Yeah. So we've now got all the justices off the bench from the old era when they would actually answer questions in this and this process had some meaning to it. Now they're all from the sham area era where there's just no point in doing this. Exactly. All nine of them. Yep. Excellent. Progress. All changes progress. Remember that. I like this one from uh, Tom in San Jose. Guys, you called it the daily dose of fleeting Trump outrage. Exhibit A, unhinged. Well, it's, that's Exhibit B now, Tom. But uh, the uh, uh, one day Omarosa was the eye of Hurricane Trump hate. Omarosa and her book were the most important things on two legs and 334 pages to team tried and true Trump apoplectics. Uh, how long has it been? Seems long ago, right? It was released August 14th. Nobody even squeaks your name. Not a second thought. Amazing. And it sold like 11 copies. Oh, uh, yeah. As I, got, I predicted. Yeah, I got the numbers on that. It's pretty quite amazing. Here, here's a bloke who doesn't believe John Kelly quoted Ozzy Osbourne. We're going off the rails on a crazy train. Might have believed this is just a coincidence. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> then Casey near Portland with a scathing comment on the uh, anonymous New York Times uh, contributor. 
He believes it to be anonymous, our frequent correspondent. Oh, but I don't know. I will bring you up to speed with Marshall's news and more conjecture on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. getting a lot of these texts and i knew they would i'll be interested to hear what joe has to say i for one think the letter is uh real we're getting a lot of texts i can't believe you guys are believing the new york times of course they just made this up i don't believe that i think there's way too much to lose for the world's most important newspaper to make up something like this uh yeah they'd be ruined you know with all due respect because i don't hate people i disagree with I, I think you're wrong. You're completely wrong. Uh, it's Me somebody, or them? Them. Okay. I think it's somebody semi-legit, maybe not as senior as they come off in the administration. It's not happy with the president. Um, I, I also think the cable news channels that are acting like this is finally the moment where the 25th Amendment will be triggered. The president must be removed. <clears throat> this person must come forward and start the march on the White House. And all Republican congressmen must join in. Now is the moment. I think that's wildly overblown, too. You know, I'm of the mind of the Washington Post on this. That the New York Times has repackaged old accusations and and old news as a new editorial. Well, I don't know. If this person, the the way it's stated and phrased in a couple of places, it makes it sound like they're the leader of a bunch of people. Who, they use the term vowed. We have vowed. Yep. Wow. So you get together, discuss this, and have vowed to protect the country from this crazy president. wonder if they wore robes and had candles. <laughs> so for the <laughs> skulls with candles coming out of them. For the first time since 2004 when Google started tracking searching trends, the 25th Amendment was more searched than Kim oh. Kardashian yesterday. Oh, what? For a sustained oh, or at least a four-hour window. All that is good and decent has been upended. Wow, that's hilarious. For a four-hour window, something other than Kim Kardashian was the most searched, and it was the 25th Amendment. Yeah, and, then, and then that phrase that makes it sound like that the group of people um, have discussed the 25th yeah. Amendment seriously right. and vowed. Now that's that's a heck of a thing. Anyway, well, we got all day long to talk about this. Let's get into it with Marsha Phillips. Unprecedented move from the New York Times, publishing an anonymous op-ed. The Times saying was written by a senior official inside the Trump administration, describing what it's like inside the White House. The op-ed writer said, "I work for the president." But like-minded colleagues and I have vowed to thwart part of the president's agenda and his worst inclinations. The op-ed saying there's a quiet resistance within the administration to put the country first. More quibbles. I agree with a lot of the accusations about Donald J. Trump. His lack of knowledge, his lack of curiosity curiosity about things, his his pettiness, his mercurial personality, it's I think a lot of that stuff is probably true. Um, but, you know, every president has his impulses and his bad ideas and the rest of it. And his staff tries to, oh, my God, the old man wants to do X, Y, and right, Z. Right. we got to talk to him. we got to straighten him out on this. That's what, that's what your, uh, your administration is supposed to do. Now, Trump may be an extreme case, but... Well, a lot of the words, Rachel Maddow, uh, I thought, did a really great job on our show of going through the whole thing and the different phrases and right. words and what they could mean. It was, I thought that was really interesting, because, like, I would I just glossed over vowed. Vowed's a heck of a word to choose. What, what do you mean by vowed? 
Have you, did you all get together in a room and say, okay, are, are we all in? Yeah. Are we all in? Are we going to commit to this? I right. mean, this is a big deal. Take the vow. I state your name. <laughs> right. um, was it like that? I don't know. That, that's an interesting word to choose. Um, and she did bring up Rachel Maddow, the old switcheroo. That right. did, did Trump put this out there to for some reason to Joe. get everybody you know, angling against the New York Times? But uh, I had a point. What was my point? Uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment and them all getting together. And God Trump. only knows. Oh, <laughs> she uh, she chose a she picked out a bunch of words and she was using her scary voice and these various words this person uses and I wish I had them in front of me, but it was stuff like you know a mercurial and uh, and and uh, quick tempered. Hey, Hanson, and, uh, it's on the printer. Grab it, if you'd please. Thank and, you. And, and all, all right. these different words that stand out. And I thought, yeah, if you've watched any rally in the last two years, you know he's that. Right. And yeah. and and people cheer that. The people that support him cheer that. And enough people liked it when they heard it to vote for him to be president. I mean, right. there weren't, there weren't any, in none of those, those adjectives or describer words were anything that were surprising. I mean, if there had been one that said studious, we'd have thought, oh, well, that's huh, nobody knew that. Right. Um, there's, they're all words that, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. He is those things. Um, and then some of the, in, the, the specific policies gets really troubling. Maybe we should talk about that more later. And I saw Tucker Carlson, Rachel Maddow's old co-host, right. going with the other direction of, there's a bunch of stuff here that this person claims they're resisting. Like they they have a they have a little paragraph in there about he's anti free trade. Yeah, he gets to be. He ran on that. He got voted president on the idea that he doesn't like the way the trade works. And you're trying to undermine the elected president on what he got voted into the office for. Right. That's a problem. Right. Trump tweeting yesterday, does the so-called senior administration official really exist, or is it just the failing New York Times with another phony source? If the gutless, anonymous person does indeed exist, the Times must, for national security purposes, turn him, her, over to the government at once. That's a crazy thing to say. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's just Looney Tunes. That's Trumpian. <laughs> what, you're going to turn him over? What? How about his one-word tweet in the middle of the day? Treason! Treason! Right. In all capital letters. Wow. Right. <laughs> to which every right. single Twitter user replied, hey, this is Twitter, not Google. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's see. There's no need for sarcasm. <laughs> Meanwhile, the denial- right, here's my knock. Yeah. Here's my giant knock okay. on this. If you think the president is dangerous, unhinged, in the words of Omarosa, the various accusations that have been thrown out in the right. Woodward book or, or all along by Marco Rubio on the campaign trail, by Jeb Bush, by Mitt Romney, all of these things. <laughs> And you are part of a secret cabal within the administration trying to rein the guy in to protect your beloved country. Right. The the part, pardon me, folks, I'm a Christian man. But the last (laughs) effing thing you do is an honors will say, this is what we're doing. (laughs) Hey, over here, we're doing this. Why would you do that? That's insane. Meanwhile, the denials have already begun. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo denying he was behind the damning op-ed. Vice President Pence's office telling NBC News it definitely denies the vice president uh, authored the article. But a lot of people have been speculating it was indeed Pence because of one word in that op-ed, Lodestar. It is one that Pence uses regularly. That's going to continue to be a Lodestar. Jack's Lodestar as our Lodestar. Lodestar. It really was the Lodestar. 
Well, I'll tell you this. There you go. I think I can hack into his computer. <laughs> I know what his password is. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Oh, Squawky. What will we do? What shall we do? The the stuff about him being, you know, flighty and jumping from thing to thing and changes his mind all the time and is un, unstable. Okay, that, that's, uh, that's an interesting argument. And if they feel that way, that's a problem. But the stuff about he's against free trade and he wants closer ties with Russia, he ran on those two things. Yes. And crowds cheered him. Right. I mean, he didn't keep that a secret. The president... You know, you get to run on that stuff, and he got elected on it. So these people being against that, that, that one doesn't even make sense to me. Mm. You just don't agree with his policies. Which is fine, But the stuff on him being, you know, how, how unhinged he is in meetings, I don't know. You'd have to sit in a meeting to know, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But what you just described, the antipathy toward one policy or another, that's neither treason nor heroism. It's just policy. Yeah. Jack, a lodestar is a star that's used to guide the course of a ship, especially Polaris. But when you're using it in a phrase like Pence is using it, what do you mean? It's what you look to as a guide. Okay, it's your... Guiding light. Exactly. All right. Guiding light. Thank you, Marshall. He's a pant lodestar, whoever wrote this, huh? Mm. Have the balls to put your name on it. That's my screed all day long yesterday. Or explain why the hell you put it out in the first Freaking place. Freaking walk out on the steps in front of a microphone with your name on your chest and say it out loud and take questions if you're a patriot and you actually believe this crap. I, I just This is such a weak way. This is the most self-serving way to go about it. I keep my job and my prestige and I don't have to take any blame. That's the way I see this. I'm anyway. secretly a hero, but I'm going to keep working here. Our text, lo- our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. I want to hear what you think. Kind of. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The conscience of the nation. Senate Intelligence Committee met with some of the top social media executives to talk about Russian propaganda and other disinformation that has been spread online. So Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter, made an interesting choice. From a fashion standpoint, he decided to keep the nose ring in for this thing. You know, normally when a guy shows up to Congress with a nose ring, he's there to sell Bernie Sanders weed. Jack Dorsey from Twitter has a nose ring? He's got, I, I think it's like a small little stud, right? It's yeah. not one of the big loops or anything. How old is he? Uh, too old to have that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's fine. You know, just, hmm. All right. So He's 41. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> you can't be 40 and have a nose ring, dude. You just can't. It's a rule. <laughs> Hilarious. So, um, a lot more, obviously, on speculation, conjecture, breaking down, parsing, whatever you want to call it, the anonymous op-ed in the New York Times. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Howard Kurtz, 
uh, who's the media analyst for Fox, used to be of the Washington Post. We'll play a little what he had to say because he uh, he has the same thoughts I have on this in terms of you got to. Well, we'll get into that coming up in a little bit. So the NFL season kicks off tonight officially? Indeed, but it's not Thursday night football. Thursday night football starts next week on the NFL Network. This is the NBC crew, so they can't call it Thursday night football. Right, that's whatever that is. (laughs) Um, I thought that that had been decided that Thursday night football was bad. The players didn't like it, the coaches didn't like it, the fans don't particularly like it, because it often screws your team with the short weeks and all that sort of stuff. I thought that had... All, but it's still there. Yes, everything you're saying is true. Nobody likes it. Um, but the, I see it as kind of the beginning of the NFL going the wrong direction yeah. when they brought along Thursday Night Football. That was certainly part of it. It was it was a blatant cash grab. Uh, apparently, they're still making enough money off of it that they ignore all the complaints from... players. The players and coaches really hate it. They, they despise it. Fans the, don't like it because they end up being sloppy, bad games because of the lack of preparation. There's stats out there, whether they're fudged or not, I don't know, about injuries mm-hmm. uh, because of Thursday Night Football and everything like that. Yeah, and just I don't know. They had such a brand with the whole Sunday and Monday Night Football thing. And, and then... And it's one of the things that constantly gets brought up anytime an NFL exec talks about player safety being very important to us. And then why are we still playing on Thursday? And, you know, right. these these little things that they can hit them with. But it's going to be fun to watch, and I guarantee you there'll be a lot of media reporting on Monday morning about what the ratings were like after the first full week of, uh, of NFL football. They've had double-digit drops the last couple of years. It got blamed on a variety of things. First, it was the presidential election. Then it was the kneeling. You know, we're kind of past those as being uh, highlight stories. The kneeling thing's still around, but not to the extent it was. And we'll see. Because I still think those are those are in the mix, but it's just kind of a general, I've had enough of that. And there's other things to do. And there's and a lot of entertainment now and whatever. Yeah, and the uh, the kneeling uh, stuff kind of got slightly reignited with Nike uh, redoing oh, no the, doubt. the Colin Kaepernick oh, the thing. Ad tonight. They're debuting their ad on the, the, the football network tonight. It's a two-minute ad, which is a modern trend where you, you just make like these short films as commercials. A two-minute Nike ad with Colin Kaepernick. And is it out there to, to uh-huh. uh, preview? Yeah. Have you have seen it? We have the whole... So you've watched it, I assume. Yes. How uh, How far down the road of what it is do they go? <laughs> I mean, uh, how, not very. It is uh, it is like many Nike ads in the past. It is aimed at being inspirational. The kind of the theme of it is calling people's dreams crazy isn't an insult. It's a compliment. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's and it, fine. it's a Nothing montage of the one handed guy playing football, a guy with no legs competing in wrestling. Sure. So those sort of you know don't let your situations and stop you from dreaming big is kind of the the message of it. Right. You can't talk and you're not very smart and you're in talk radio. I mean, I'm got yeah, that exactly. Thing. Yeah, exactly. They should have me on there. Um, well, yeah, okay. Well, I'll bet the NFL's not super psyched about this. And one of the more interesting kind of business aspects of this is that Nike just recently signed as the the NFL's apparel dealer through 2028. So they have, they're not really, it, it is not in their interest to do something that they would feel would harm the NFL. Sure. Because they have that, you know, they're, they're obligated to that through another 10 years. Sure. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that tomorrow unless... Something else Trumpian happens. Um, taking a look at the text, we'll hit those at the top of the hour when we get back into the anonymous piece, but we're getting a lot of the, um, uh, I don't believe the New York Times thing is real, it's made up, et cetera, et cetera. That, that is one thing I, I don't believe. I don't think it's fake. 
I think there's too much on the line. I do think the New York Times has enough integrity, even though they've had plenty of stories during the Trump era that I thought were crap. I think they have enough integrity that they're not going to make something up. It would just it would just doom them. So I'm not I'm not even going to I'm not even really um, considering that as one of the options. But uh, I'll play the Howard Kurtz for you, and we'll get into the, some of the text coming up. Look forward to that. So you are you're not completely on the NFL train this no, year? No, yeah. no, no. And I was a watch every single game of my favorite team. Watch mm, half of the games of another team that I kind of follow, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes my favorite team. <laughs> I'd watch the second half again. Yeah. So I think the biggest danger for the NFL. Is not the kneeling. It's not. It's not the, the head injuries. The specific things. It's just kind of the vague. I don't watch it anymore because those are in the mix. But I wouldn't say I don't watch the NFL as much anymore for X reason. I just don't. Yeah. And that's their biggest. That's got to be their biggest concern. If there's, if it's just kind of a, I don't know. I just don't. I think kind it's, of a bunch of different reasons, but well, I just precisely. Don't. It's like why you let a friendship slip away. Yeah. Is it because they're a bad tipper? No. It's because they. Kind of drone on and on. Not so much. Is it because their wife's a, a pain in the ass? No, not, not, not really. But Just, each of those things is 3%. And finally you think, yeah, I'm not calling them. Yeah, exactly. That's the way the NFL is for me. I think, no, I'm just, no. That has to be their biggest concern. I'm not going to yell and cheer and make a hear out of somebody I find morally repugnant. But, you know, every field has bad people and... You know, the kneeling on the sidelines thing does bring divisive and angry politics into what should be a relaxing uh, entertainment. Um, that, that one's bigger than the, like the, the droning on or the objectionable life. That's a big one for me. And it's not even that I disagree, although I do. Um, just don't go there. So, no, I don't care. Two-minute Nike ad tonight. Do we know where in the game it will be placed? I do not know. I'll see yeah. if I can find that out. Prominently, I would guess, right before kickoff... During a play, <laughs> they just switch to it. That would be odd. So we'll get back into the uh, the whole thing, the big story of the day, which is historic one way or the other, I think. Um, and some of your opinions. I think the guy is ballless. Not a traitor, but ballless. Or a woman. They let girls be in government. You're, you're, 